two, three, four, I'm testing. Fragments from the periphery of the African spiritual and cultural system became Christianity. And when the Protestant broke away in the 1500s, the Ethiopian church was already a thousand plus years old. Had nothing to do with the Protestant Europeanism. When the Catholic church was founded in the 10th century, the Ethiopian church was already 500 years old. Has nothing to do with that. Though some people try to make it appear that we borrowed it from them in that form, no. If you look at how we look at the arrangements of, and, and our referencing the divine and our relationship to divinity, and the elemental understanding of how to build human character so that it imitates divinity, you get a good sense of what African culture is really about. A lot of us practice the Yoruba culture, some of us the Igbo culture and others, but none of them have any sankos think over the other. Each of them are groups of African under certain circumstances at a certain time in history trying to work this thing out. Yoruba have done an extraordinary job, the Igbo did an extraordinary job, for they were attacked, defeated by the British. If you look at the Igbo, for instance, who didn't have the kind of um, the royal kingship that the Yoruba had, the Igbos were resided, their power resided in the sacred groves. When the whites figured that out, they just burnt the whole damn forest down in order to destroy the sacred groves of the Igbo people. And so that dismantled and disorganized the people because they had violated the sanctity of what these people believed and thought they knew. With the Yoruba, they tried to capture the king and capture the palace and something like that. But these people were not doing it for any religious reason. They were doing it for ba basic human greed, envy, and jealousy. When they came into Africa, if you read some of the documents they sent back to Europe, telling them what they had found. Cities that was laid out in grids. They drew pictures of some of these cities. If I showed you slides, it'd blow your mind. They talked about what these, the walls that people had built, the beautiful palaces. And then two centuries later, they're betraying us the barbarians hanging from trees. <laughs> and it gets crazy. And because we don't know our history, we get to thinking that's the way the deal was. What the African says is that we are, all things are expressions of aspects of the divine essence having your peculiar experience. So when we talk about voodoo, there was no religion called voodoo when we left Africa. That's a new thing. Let's get that straight. And so when we think of this voodoo, you got to be careful to learn how to rephrase and recast the system of worship that we engage in and say, let's just take Haiti, involves elements, loa. Those elements is a reference to the forces of nature and cosmology as interpreted and understood by our ancestors through experiences. So when we see the drawings that they call veves, that is some ancestor, some 
of our great mind's interpretation of a cosmic energy formation that responds to a certain vibration, be it language, music, or some other rhythm form. And so we paint what we perceive to be the representative instrument of that elemental energy vibration. You understand? We have something we call Orishas. And they actually, people think that Orishas are persons. But Orishas are not persons. We use anthropomorphism to symbolize concepts, ideas, and principles. Orishas are concepts, ideas, and principles that represent forces and powers in both nature, in the human, and in the cosmology to the degree to our ancestors understand how to define them and isolate them and to understand their function and how to have a relationship to them, that is the degree to which we create a theology around and about them. That's African sacred science. But most people would not even deal with our sacred science as sacred science. And we don't study enough to defend the integrity of our institutions. There's nothing that even borders on our ancestors' sacred science and an understanding of how this world works. No institution, none of them. They're all primitive compared to the depth at which we understood. Yeah, 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 yo, what's cracking, what's cracking, what's cracking, my people, what is do, what it do, what it do, what it do, what's up, what's up, what's up, welcome to yet another episode of ADQ's Renaissance, I'm your host with the most, keep it 100, from coast to coast, through God I boast, A-D, show me love, thank you, thank you, thank you, preach nation. Thank you, thank you. Ball to kind, ball to kind. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Cut it out. Quit it. Quit it. Stop, 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 stop. Hey. So. I'm in Antarctica the other day, and a pigeon, and a pigeon, a chicken, and a penguin challenge each other to challenge each other to a flying contest. Okay, I'm sorry, I had my system. Uh, for uh, first of all, I don't know if I told you all, but yo, this episode and all other episodes uh coming up will be. Powered by Riverside FM. So, shout out to Riverside. Apparently, they have a working uh, partnership with Anchor. Anchor, who has been the distribu distributor um, of ADQ's Renaissance ever since the inception of this particular uh, podcast two years ago, man. We're two years in the game. We're two years in the podcast game, but you know what I'm saying? Consistency. Anyone who knows ADQ, 
No, I'm all about consistency. Um, so this episode is on a much more intellectual note. Um, I man, I've been talking about some heavy topics. Last week we talked about gun control. The week before we talked about Roe v. Wade. Now I'm about to tell you what I'm gonna get into. I'm going to talk about the fact that I have lost my religion. I have 100% lost my religion. Um, We're going to get more into that. But first, before we do, I would like to give some shine and some love to Brother Ian Harrison. The reason why is because the brother has written, cultivated um, this incredible piece entitled Messy Millennials Starter Pack. <laughs> it is a play that is centered around black millennials. And guess who is a black millennial? You know what I'm saying? September 1st, 1985. I'm totally a black millennial. Apparently, the millennial, the, the 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 spread of millennials goes from either 1981 or 1982 to 1996. So I am happy to be a millennial. Um, I thought we millennials were backwards, but it's them zennials who are backwards. If you're out there and you're a zennial, please, please, please put your phone down and have a conversation with someone. Anyway, it is a dope, dope, dope play, yo. I had a full cast. We had full cast uh, reading yesterday, and I was doing this the entire time. This is by far going to be the funniest, most creative, most well-written play that I've been in in a long daggone time. You know what I'm saying? There's a reason why I have not been in any plays in quite in quite a while because I've gotten to the point where um where I like I, I I like things that have some substance to them something that has some kick to them something that I can like fully uh sink my teeth into you know what I'm saying um and I'm gonna be honest one play had me playing the husband. I'm not going. No, I'm not going to take a deuce on any plays that was uh, supposed to be in. Let's just say that none of the plays really had. Well, one of them did, but it was so poorly put together. Um, but I see Ian doing what I was trying to do with Battle of the Books and with uh, May I Borrow a Dollar. And what I'm going to do, um, and I want to support Ian fully, 100%, and I want to do everything, and I want to do my part to ensure that Messy Millennial Starter Pack is a success. So, 
Ian's also acting in it. You know, he wrote it, he directed it, and he's acting in it. So shout out to him. Other members of the cast, you got uh, Olivia Lambert Tucker. Shout out to her. Todney Jeffries. Yo, she was from, she was part of 105.1. I don't know if she still is, but she was there uh, when I went there and interviewed in uh, promoting time. So shout out to her. Um, looking forward to working with her. A young lady by the name of Alexa Scales and Camille Wright. Shout out to Camille Wright. This will actually be our third time working together. We worked together in Rossum's Universal Robots back in 2017. And also in 2017, we were in um we were in the play that broke my Shakespearean curse, A Midsummer Night's Dream. So I am very excited about this play. I cannot wait to dive in. Um the play. Dang it. Give me a second. I'm uh pulling up the schedule. I'm pulling up the uh yeah, the the, the open schedule. All right. <clears throat> so the play runs from July 21st through two, July 23rd. Um pull up 6 uh I say pull up at 6:30 uh Stevie Stevie D Hires Theater here in Greensboro over at the uh Greensboro Cultural Center um uh, 200 North Davy Street, pull up. You'll love the show. I promise you. Leave the kids at home. This is not for the kids. Um, but pull up. It'll be a great. It'll be a great piece for date night. Um, it'll be a great. It, it, it's just you know, it's like really, really. You're gonna be laughing a lot. Like I was laughing till I was crying. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I wasn't even. Um, doing my parts, reading my lines. Uh, when we did read through yesterday's great, great play, great play. Shouts out to Ian for this. Also, I would like to give another round of applause as I quench my thirst to Soul Society, Live Alkaline Water, Best Hydration in the Nation. Ah. Best water ever. Best water ever. Also, um, another thing I, I got coming up aside from going to a couple of open mics, you know, spitting some poetry, um, that's what I'm going to be doing across over the summer, along with some other collaborative projects. Um, shout out to uh, my friend Doug Davis and the Vegapop, him and his uh, band, the Vegabond Saints Society, will be putting on these series of uh Duran Duran uh tribute concerts and guess who he listed to sing in the September 3rd one hello that's right 
I'm not going to tell you I'm going to be performing. Just know that I'm going to be there and I'm going to be singing. And if you saw me in Annie, Annie, Get Your Gun, Truman Capote, These Holiday Memories, um, and working, you would know that I could blow. I just don't do it that much because I don't like singing in front of people. I'm joking. I, I like it. I like it. It's a good challenge. It's not something that I do regularly. Normally, when I sing in front of people, I'm singing in front of kids or I'm singing for a girl that I'm trying to get with. But um, I don't normally casually sing in front of people. So this is going to be different. But I love, love, love a challenge. Um, let's see. What other announcement do I have? Oh, yeah. I want to say shout out to OG Kilo. Um, yo, there's this great, great, great um, um, group. I forgot the name of them. They were performing in downtown Greensboro yesterday, but they were uh, presenting. They were singing old school classics over go-go beats. You know what I'm saying? Over go-go. Go-go is a music genre uh, that is based out of Washington, D.C., why we here in the South have not jumped on go-go is beyond me because, you know, you look at you look at trap music, you look at crunk music, you look at all the heavy bass that we're known for. I mean, it goes hand-in-hand with go-go. Love it. So I was hanging out with Kilo and stuff, talking with Kilo, and I was like, brother, I got to get you on my podcast because this brother is a filmmaker. This brother is an artist. This brother is a writer. This brother basically does what uh does what I does except better. Um and I say better because he has a Grammy, the show for it. That's right. He contributed heavily to the classic album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. This brother was also um Baba Dick Gregory's security, the last three times they came um, to uh, Greensboro before he before he transitioned. So, man, I, yeah, I want to get I want to get Kilo. I want to get OG Kilo, Rasheem, uh, Rasheem uh, Pug. Uh, Kilo, yo, if you're listening, if you're watching, if you're listening, you got to pull up. Yo, I'm trying to get this artist, this incredible artist. Y'all know her, my sister, passionately. Yo, trying to get her on. Ian, brother, I want to delve into your artistic journey, brother, that led you to write in Messy Millennials. Pull up, bruh. Pull up. Uh, Chauncey Miller, pull up. Man, we about to have some people pulling up. All these people going to pull up, all right? Stay tuned. Um, Let's see. I guess now is the time where we get into it. Let's see. Transition. The hell, man? That sounds like someone's like, I don't know. Okay, that sounds a little bit like a movie, but not that punch that I like. I like to point out that this uh, particular episode of ADQ's Renaissance and all following ones are powered by Riverside FM. So, uh, I know we'll, we'll do the transition. So, here it is. So, I... 
Excuse me, I just belched. Yeah, I'm sorry y'all had to hear that. I, Adrian Dion Quarles. Oh, uh, yeah, that's my actual name. <laughs> yeah, that's my government name. I, Adrian Dion Quarles, am no longer a Christian. I no longer identify or ascribe to the Christian religion. No, I don't. Absolutely not. Um, this is not a fly-by-night uh, decision. This has been a decision that has been in the works for years and years and years. I guess it goes all the way back. I mean, um, I was going to give you all my church journey, but that's just that's church. Church is just a piece of Christianity. I want to I want to give y'all the whole picture. So, and um and I'm not the Smith family, you know. I don't believe in giving all of my entire business. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just not my style. Some things are better left, you know, unsaid or whatever. But I'm happy. I'm happy that I live in an age where people, especially black people, are asking themselves, why am I Christian? And, you know, black people have always done that, but it's on a much larger scale in 2022 than it was like in 1992 or even 2002 or even 2012. Yo, 1992, 2002, 2012. Yeah, I've been alive all them years. Um, so I think let's just dive into it. And I asked myself, where can I trace the seeds to which I have started to become, um, jaded by Christianity? Where can I trace it all the way back to? I think I could trace it all the way back to 2009. 2009 was like one of the worst years of my entire life. Very bad year. Um, there were, yeah, 2009 was just a really year. Very bad year. I, I know that among the things of 2009 that made, that made it bad was my relationship with the church. At that particular time, I was attending um, St. Peter's World Outreach Center in uh, Winston-Salem. Um, and when I first got there, you know what I'm saying? When I first started attending there, I was, what, how old was I? I was like 22, 23, uh, full of vigor. Uh, I was coming from rapping in church, singing on choirs. <clears throat> I didn't know what the future had held for me, but I remember at that time, I wanted to be a part of the pastor's inner circle. Like, I knew of people who uh, knew the pastor, well, Bishop, Bishop J.C. Hash. Um, I wanted to be a part of his inner circle. Well, I, I more so wanted to be a part of the inner circle of the youth minister, uh, 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 Pastor uh Jason Sloan, who has a great podcast in his own self, his own self, and was actually been on this podcast. 
and you know when and he espouses spiritual and financial um and organizational uh jewels all of the time i mean yo this is a man who grew up uh in the east on the east side of winston-salem you know what i'm saying um uh, live that life turns life over to christ and um and became who he is today you know what i'm saying man graduated from winston state university he uh yeah like i very much i very much admire and look up to him uh pastor jason sloan i wanted to be a part of that inner circle i mean i saw how um uh, how uh there were leaders who um, were kind of like cell leaders. They had these things called cell groups. They were basically Bible study groups, and um, and they would check, and they would, and they would be in charge of checking in with people on a weekly basis, right? Well, my cell leader sucked. You know, he was horrible at it. There were times when I told, well, I wanted to tell him that I was going to the club just to see if. That would turn that if that will raise his um raise his caring of whatever I do up in notches, but all I would get was a K. And and that I think that that's where things were starting to fester, right? Um And I would say, I would say, you know, the, the 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 displeasure was there, but the doubt wasn't there just yet. Well, then, um, well, then I decided in 2012 to make a change. It was a big change, a huge change. I decided to leave St. Peter's and try Pinedale Christian Church. Pinedale Christian Church is a white church. They will not tell you that they're a white church because, you know, in the eyes of God, there is no white church. No, God ain't blind. There are white, uh, there are white churches, and Pinedale Christian Church was a white church. There are a couple black people there. They had this incredible ministry, and I don't know if they still have it now. They had this incredible ministry called Celebrate Recovery that I volunteered for um, that served a ton of black kids. It was so beautiful. It was wonderful. Um, but... I would say that I wasn't getting fed spiritually there. I was very much fed socially, but I wasn't really fed spiritually. I wasn't fed spiritually there like I was at St. Peter's. And also me not having a car. See, yo, spoiler alert, I've never owned a car my entire life. Never, never, never. Just never had the resources to do so. Um, I've been like trying to figure out this life shit, uh, my entire life, trying to figure out, uh, what way to go, what right way to go, this, that, the third, and I'm about, I'm going to get into all of that in a minute. Um, but, and by the way, um, 
I'm about, uh, I'm, I'm going to get a little bit less re- restraint with my language. Um, but I'm not going to uh, go overboard. So, <clears throat> um, so me not having a car, um, I decided to find a church that was closer to me, and I started going to uh, Calvary Baptist Church, which is also a very white church, very big church too. But I was very much fed there. Ooh, yes, very fed, very fed. Uh, Dr. Rob Peters, I, I don't think he's the pastor there anymore, but um, Dr. Rob Peters, great, 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 great teacher. I very much enjoyed uh, his sermons. I very much did. Um, the guy who wrote uh, The Five Love Languages is uh, is an associate director, an associate pastor. Ah, hell, he's he's on staff there. At least I remember him being so uh, being there. I think his name is Stephen Chapman. I don't know, but anyway, um, so I'm finding myself, I'm finding myself juggling. I'm in this. Uh, I'm in. Um, like me, I'm a music guy. Anybody who knows me will know that that I, I'm a music person. I love music. Um. I I was uh uh drifting towards this com- contemporary Christian music mindset, uh listen to it and trying to like be a part of the whole scene. Uh and also I had this gospel background, you know, I sang in choirs at black churches and stuff. Um and also trying to be a trying to be the best Christian hip-hop artist ever. Yeah. Once upon a time, ADQ was a Christian rapper. Yeah. Didn't go too well at all. I mean, you can listen to my new mix. You can listen to my new mixtape on SoundCloud, Prayers of Phil Niggas, um, and um, listen to... You can listen to God is So Great and listen to... Um, uh, uh, praying time, and that's what's left of my uh, of me being a Christian hip hop artist. So, so let's see. So while at Calvary Baptist Church, I remember at one point, I remember one day uh, specifically. Um, there were, they were talking about, um, I was part of the, I was part of this young adult, this young adult singles group. And I, re, and, I and I distinctly remember them talking about how you have to be passionate about sharing the word of God, right? You have to be passionate. You have to, uh, uh, share with vigor and all that, right? And I'm like, okay, passion and vigor. Well, I need to work. I need to ride to work. Can somebody help me out? Nobody wanted to help me. Nobody wanted to help me. Now, you know, looking back, it's like, well, hey, well, Q, come on, man. You're you're a black guy in a far right church. I mean, what the hell do you expect? Um, but I didn't think like that at the time. I was like super religious and realized and thinking, well, yo, we all reading the same Bible. 
we are all uh we are all glorifying God through Christ. I mean, surely all of these fellow Christians will be willing to help me out. I mean, hell, let me back up. I remember once um when I was at Pinedale going out to eat with the people there, I was fucking hungry, man. But I didn't have the money to eat. Nobody wanted to help me out. Nobody looked to help me out. So, so I'm registering these things, and then I start getting more woke. Anybody who knows me knows that I've always been proud of being black, but I've oh, but I've had a lot of coon moments. Some coon moments that I don't even that you know I wish I didn't have, but you know it's all part of my growth. Once um, I was at this Bible study, um, oh, for that Calvary, uh, that Calvary Baptist was having, and and this lady, and we were talking about Lecrae, who is still my favorite rapper. Look, we were talking about Lecrae, Lecrae's new album, Anomaly. And then we talked about how people were not feeling him because of a post they put on Twitter of slaves saying, this is my family on July 8th, uh, uh, 1776, July 4th, 1776. White evangelicals didn't like that. And then, um, and then, I don't know, I think I mentioned how, um, how with the whole uh, Michael Brown thing that went, that went down the Michael Brown killing that went down in St. Louis. Uh, Lecrae speaking down that got him vitriol from white evangelicals that real that were that were fans of his. Well, uh, this lady said, "Well, the police is just doing their job." I wanted to say, "Bitch!" So is that job to kill? Or uh, unarmed black man and leave, leave him lying in St. Louis heat. That's their job. So that and I remember going back visiting Pinedale after that, you know, just visiting and and with the social unrest that was taking place, because by this point. Trayvon Martin happy. And I was going to a Bible study group where no one really gave two shits about it. And the only person who want the only person who did talk about that to me said, two men had a fight and nobody knows what happens. Anybody who understands the black experience in America knows good and hell well what happened. This is what happened. Trayvon Martin was whooping George Zimmerman's ass. George Zimmerman got mad that he was losing a fight to a minor, uh, to a minor, and killed him. A grown man killed a teenager and got off by by the by the shitty judicial system, right? So I'm looking at this lack of empathy from white evangelicals, from the white evangelical crowd that I was rocking with. Now, yeah, that was rocking with heavy, right? 
And I realized that a lot of them, a lot of white evangelicals are very conservative. I'm cool with conservatism, but they're but they're very conservative, but they're very Republican, but they're very, but they're Republicans, right? Who else, who would you also see on that side? You would see Klan members, but they're on the far, far extremist right. If you were on the right side of things, I'm cool. I'm cool with that. But the far, far, far right, you know what I'm saying? It's just like if you're on the left side of things, I'm cool with that. But the far, far, far left, which I've been told that I come off as someone who's far left. I don't know. But anyway, let me stay on topic. Y'all with me so far? If you're with me so far and you're loving what, what you're hearing so far, please like, comment, and subscribe. Please like, comment, and subscribe. So, excuse me. So, with the with the Michael Brown and the uh, Trayvon Martin commentary and viewpoints that were being uh, expressed, along with um, along with my along with my transportation um, issues. <sighs> I was starting to really get jaded by God's people, right? I was like, Lord, your people are shitty. And I would hear this same old cop-out, this same tired cop-out. But we're all sinners who are in need of a savior. Are we really? Are we really, like... Or are you just too lazy to do work on yourself? So I'm babbling, so I'm about let me let me let me let me really put let me really put some juice on this. Let me really put some juice on this. So so I moved to Winston Salem, right? And I once I moved to Winston, I mean moved to Winston Salem, I moved to Greensboro, right? Move to Greensboro, and once I get to Greensboro, I dive in head first into the Black Lives Matter movement. I do not support the Black Lives Matter movement now. I don't at all. Um, I obviously rock with the sentiment. I mean, hey, I'm black, but the movement, the whole, the group Black Lives Matter, no. Absolutely not. Um, but finding my words. But while I'm doing that, I'm still looking for churches. Because I'm wanting to go, because I'm wanting to go to a church, and the church that I find that I have went to off and on the entire time I went to, I've been in Greensboro, was Mercy Hill Church. Um, I've went on a mission trip with Mercy Hill, um, the with uh, the college young young adult team. Young adult pastor, I wanted to, I wanted to punch the piss out of him. <laughs> um, 
I, I went there off and on. I went to, uh, I briefly went to West Market Street United Methodist Church. I knew I wasn't Methodist, but I don't know, just something about them gave me a bit of a comforting feel on Sunday morning. So um, I went, so I briefly went there until I had pet. Until I had a talk with a pastor and did not go to my liking when I was when I had no food and I was just looking for some help, man. Um I briefly went to um um the shoot, I think they're called the Definition Church now. They were called some they star. They start church, but uh I told the pastor once that I was suicidal and he uh, was talking about calling the police. <clears throat> and I'm starting to see this pattern, right? I'm seeing this pattern of people who profess Jesus, but don't act nothing like Jesus. I'm starting to see how corporatized church is yes you look at every single church today every single church is basically a non-profit social club yeah um if you're a pastor and you're watching this if i just took a shit on your church please forgive me i do not my intent here is not to disrespect anyone this is just my story my truth and i want to share it with whoever can relate i live we i live here in the bible belt i live here in, in here in north carolina here in north carolina well at least in shelby in shelby and other small towns everybody's a christian everybody's a christian um well, everybody's a Christian by title. Personally, I don't think titles are worth anything. Because you carry the name of you carry the name of the title Christian, which is the name of Jesus Christ. But yo, it's like uh it's there's a scripture in the Bible, it's in both Matthew and in Isaiah, where it says, These people say they love me, but their hearts are far from me. Their worship is man-made rules made of rote. It's in there. I for, I forgot where. I remember once when I lived in Grover, I was I ran away from home, and I was sitting on the door, sitting on the steps of a church of a church, just looking for someone to talk to, looking for looking for someone to help me, looking for something, look for something. And someone called police on me. It didn't register to me. Um, Adrian, it didn't register to me. Like, Adrian, you are a big black man in um this small little hick town. Um sitting on the steps of a church may not be the wisest thing to do. They don't like, but it's a church. It's a church. I mean, this is the reason. I mean, it's the behavior, yo, it's the behavior of a lot of these churches 
why Jesus, if that even happened, um, came into the temple and made a whip and drove off all the vendors and all the sellers and everything. I am telling you, most churches today are nothing more than nonprofit country clubs. Well, at least the ones that I've been to. I enter a point in my life where I start to become jaded with Christianity because it's like no one has nothing for my depression, for my manic, for my manic depression, for my uh, suicide ideation. And... It took me really spending some time with God, spending some time with my ancestors that really helped me realize based off of the trauma that I experienced as a as a um, as a child uh, from a mother who was very religious, very religious. Um, it was based off of the trauma from her inflicted by her why i have this 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 little dent in my brain this little this little cancer in uh, oh no no i don't call myself i don't say i got cancer i don't have cancer um but this 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 trauma that i deal with right and yo, uh, this ADQ's Renaissance, we're coming up on 40 minutes. Um, the episode might run might run long, so y'all hang with me, all right? So, um, and so a lot of traumatic events that have happened have involved someone who is very religious or of the clergy. I mean, <clears throat> I'm back. It's your newest and favorite content creator coming to you live. Just to come give y'all a little bit more inspiration. If y'all ain't tuned in to Lee at this point, what is you doing? Look, I ain't gonna hold you. I just wanted to come up here to tell y'all a little bit more about my journey and what I learned along my journey definitely want to continue to give y'all those jewels as I've been doing just dropping off those jewels just dropping off those jewels so today I want to talk a little bit about how we like to say we are a product of our environment right I want you to switch your mind state up around that statement because you are not your environment you are the reaction and response to your environment two people can go through the same situation and the outcome can turn out differently so we can't say it's the environment it's written in a lot of other books i talked a little bit about james allen's as a man think of i'm almost done with that book i highly recommend it it'll definitely continue to lift your spirits and get you in the right direction along with other literature that can do so right so overall what i'm saying at this point is what you're reading Look, but besides reading, also what I want to touch bases with y'all about is the fact that I got some events coming up. You already know how to find me on the 30th of April, so I definitely want you in the building. I just want to holler at you real quick. I want to make sure you're good, right? Are you okay? Serious. A serious statement. Because I know the better that you are, the better that I have to be. And vice versa. 
So I'm coming to you with the energy. I'm coming to you with the heat. I'm coming to you with the work. I told you I'm willing to take you with me, especially if you're willing and you are hopeful and you're looking for better and you're looking for your purpose. We already touched a little bit about uh, depression and how depression comes from a lack of self-identity and, and a lack of purpose, right? And I'm here to let you know you got a purpose. We need you. And I need you with your best foot forward. I need you with your lead foot first. Come on. So I'm going to continue to be. Look, y'all already know how to find me. I ain't going to hold you long. I'm going to tell y'all a little bit more about this event later on. And keep in mind that no matter what you're going through, you can overcome it. Because you are not your environment. You are the reaction and response and responses that you give to your environment. Keep going. Keep pushing. Lead foot first. Best foot forward. I need you on your feet. We need to get the energy in you when it's possible. And I'm going to take you with me. We're going far. First and foremost, meet me on the 30th of April at Artie Party. More info in my bio. More info on my IG page. More info on my Facebook. Tune in. Yeah. Oh, you kill her, oh, you kill her. Oh, you kill her, oh, you kill her. Walk, walk, walk through the hood, 30 sub, that's Brick City life like it ain't nothing. Many tribes, many try to make ties, get sitting at home in a box like it ain't nothing. Talk too much, get sliced on the side of your face while you say something. A hum diddy log got him bent in the middle of the mosque, yeah, pray for him. If that look nice, take it off, yeah, everything nice is my size See the struggle, see the pain, see the I'ma get it by any means in my eyes That's OG, OG Kilo, used to rob, now ain't do a job for the people the Change ain't come, still see it ain't equal, resurrect Malcolm for the sequel Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it, talk a lot, it's too bad The way you say it never happened, never happened Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it, talk too much, too bad The way you say it never happened Every story told you're missing In the county it's tales of the prison Telling lies like you got a condition In a gang but you hold no position 30's up OG spot lifter Don't sleep concrete or come get ya it's no work for the overwork, overwork. Residual everything after the dirt. I'm, I'm on my dean like clean him, save him, give his whole life new meaning. New meaning, new meaning. He left his soul at a pawn shop. They had to give it back in a gold box. Gold box. 50 rounds in the front door. Heard a holler, so we bust off nine more. Cops came, now the whole city uproar. Another story that he told on the jail floor. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk a lot, it's too bad the way you say it never happened. Never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk too much, too bad the way you say it never happened. Never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it. Too bad the way you say it never happened. It never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it. Too bad the way you say it never happened. You got a hood dictionary and some friends that died. You try to carry the torch. But the story's never about your life You the type that never left the pause Nothing happened but you call yourself a rapper So I guess you gotta follow the course 
Say you the best till you come around the rest And a real one test your jaws You real loud till you hear another sound And the whole crew duck like bang Straight left, you chick the crew you with You straight call Lewis on the ground You lost your whip, you lost your chick You lost your click and then you lost your chain Your mouth is split, your heart is took Your story shook, it's straight fiction on your neck yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk a lot. It's too bad the way you say it never happened. Never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk too much. It's too bad the way you say it never happened. Never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it. Too bad the way you say it never happened. It never happened. Yeah, I see the way you like to talk about it. Talk about it. Too bad the way you say it never happened. Uh, Catholicism is where Christianity jumped off from. Well, Protestant Christianity. Um, I'm sorry. I'm trying to get my thoughts together. I I, I wanted to write this down. But I thought, nah, let me shoot from the cuff. Um, my mother, my mother, um, is is a very very religious woman. Um, and in be in between, in between Bible studies, you know, like when I was coming up, when I was growing up, um, she would put a bow tie on me. I hate wearing that damn bow tie. Um, and would send me to church. And I'm like, why? Looking back, I'm like, why? Cause I clearly wasn't listening to none of the pastor had to say, if anything, there's been times when people have wake me up in church. They'd be like, Adrian, wake up. Because I'm a snorer. When I fall asleep, I snore. And imagine the pastor uh, trying to preach. And, yo, I don't even remember once uh, once I read the church during New Year's Eve. And, I was, and the pastor was one of these screaming preachers who would say Jesus. And I was just sitting in the front row, and I fell asleep. I bet I was snoring in between uh, Jesus. Jesus! <laughs> Jesus! <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, but it's not a, it's not a unknown, an unknown thing. To which someone who presents the Bible and presents Jesus and presents, you know, Christianity to be a deeply flawed person. And I was very, un I, I, I was very, I, 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 I was very unknown, ignorant to that um, in my formative years, all the way up until daggone 32, 33. And at some point, I started to realize it, but I ignored it because I thought that if I fall at the will of God, which is to be a Christian, that I'm going to hell. But, yo, when the ancestors come and awaken you, awaken your third eye, get that penal gland popping. To decipher the bullshit. I um 
I love George Carlin's commentary on religion. I don't believe that God is incompetent. I don't believe that God is fictional. God is very much real. God is very much present. But most of religion is a full-fledged, this is my interpretation, is a full-fledged bullshit story. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I love George Carlin's uh, commentary on it. Now, I say that... Actually, I apologize. I shouldn't say that because I actually want to learn something from all major religions. You know what I'm saying? I would love to continue to learn from Christianity. I would love to learn from Islam, Sunni Islam, Nation of Islam, um, 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 Taoism, which is a really, really very peaceful religion. Buddha. I would love to learn from Buddha. Uh, I would love to learn from... I am opening up, man. Uh, shoot, what Confucius has to say? I mean, what, what is it about Hindu that locks people down? Let me learn about all of them. All of them. I want them all. So, forgive me if I'm all over the place. So, I started thinking about the trauma. I started thinking about the fact that every single asshole I've ever met in my entire life considers himself a Christian. And that's facts. Hey, that's heavy facts. Heavy, heavy, heavy facts. Every single asshole I've ever met in my entire life considers himself a Christian. Facts. I have thought... Someone who would carry themselves to be a, who would consider themselves to be a Christian to be a gentle, caring, loving soul, but that is not the case. Now it has come to the point where if I uh if I converse with someone who's a Christian, I'm going to expect the uh, I'm not going to expect help from them in any way, shape, or form. Even though the Bible says to help to you know take to help people pretty much. Um I'm not going to expect a full-fledged, deep um intellectual conversation because most Christians that I dealt with are dumb as fuck. <laughs> I'm sorry, yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not saying all of them. I'm not sorry, saying all of them. I mean again. Pastor Jason Sloan, very, 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 very sharp, intellectual man. You know what I'm saying? If nothing else, I would say that my uh, time at St. Peter's taught me to be a reader and taught me to be taught me to be a reader. That's why I took from there. Um, um. I remember, um, I remember back in 2016, 2016-2017, um, I was living with Christians at the time, and they would clown me because I was not at a good place in life. However, 
an atheist gave me $500 for rent and said, don't pay me back. Don't worry about paying me back. An atheist. The best woman I've ever dated was an atheist. I broke it off because I couldn't get with her being an atheist. Um... I once dated this church girl, and I told her about some demons that I was rocking that I was dealing with. She called the police on me and blocked me from everything. She a church girl. Her and her folks try. Her and her folks try to get me to be a church person. Her mama, her ugly ass mama, once looked at me and said, "If you're not the person who God meant for her." Dot dot dot. I wanted to say bitch, but <laughs> but yo, old girl and her dad were both there. So this all points to something. It's all this all points to something. Alright. I know I'm all over the place, but let's bring it all here. Let's bring it all to this. I have come to realize that there is heavy-duty toxicity in Western Christianity. Number one, uh, most of it is surface-level superficiality. It is surface-level superficiality. It is capitalism. Give me your money. Give me your money. Give me your money. Oh, I need live alcohol water. Um, a lot of it is consumerism. Buy TD Jace's books for a hundred dollars. <throat> um, a lot of it, a lot of it is classism. Oh, they clicked up 100%. A lot of it is based off of damn lies. Yes. First of all, Jesus' name wasn't even fucking Jesus. Jesus was not his name. If he even existed. His name wasn't no damn Jesus. Guess what Jesus was? Jesus was the name of the first ever slave ship. So you mean to tell me that we as a people are going to lock our minds and our spirits? To follow somebody who's named after the first damn slave ship? Are you fucking kidding me? Pardon my language. <laughs> Are you kidding me? So, basically, we are supposed to follow and love the same name as a slave ship. That's where Jesus come from. The Savior's name is Yeshua. And, yo, this is what basically disqualifies, this is basically what deactivates my Christian chip, my Christian card. I don't really believe, I don't even know if Jesus existed. Now, years and years ago, there ain't no way you can tell me different. Best belief, Jesus all the way. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Now, I don't know. It's three, it's three words that people are so scared to use. I don't know. I wasn't there, I, but I'd rather address him by Yeshua, if he existed. If he did exist, he taught some really dope things, right? 
Also, have you heard of the Willie Lynch leather? Guess what? Willie Lynch was a Christian. The KKK are Christians. Okay? Check this out. So as we both, Willie Lynch said this, as our, as our boat sailed on the James River, named for our illustrious king, whose version of the Bible we cherish, King James. If you have a King James Bible, you need to burn that motherfucker. I caught the whiff of a dead slave hanging from a tree a couple miles back. You're not only using valuable stocks, valuable stocks by hangings, you are having uprisings. Slaves are running away. Your crops are sometimes left in the fields too long for maximum profit. You suffer occasional fires. Your animals are killed. Gentlemen, you know what problems are. I do not need to elaborate. I am not here to enumerate your problems. However, I am here to introduce you to a method of solving them. In my bag here, I have foolproof methods for controlling your black slaves. I guarantee every one of you that if it's spelled correctly, it will control the slaves for at least 300 years. Actually longer, much longer. Uh, my method is simple. Any member of your family or overseer can use it. I've outlined a number of differences among the slaves. And I take these differences and make them bigger. I use fear, distrust, and envy for control purposes. Fear. If you don't give your ties to the Lord, you're going to hell. If you don't give your life to Jesus, you're going to hell. If you don't dress right for church, you're going to hell. If you don't give your if you don't surrender your entire heart to God and fall upon the romance preaching, you going to hell. Tell me that ain't some ass backwards thinking. Let's see. On top of my on top of my list is age, but there is but it but it is there only because it starts with an A. A second is color or shade. There is intelligence. Dumbass didn't even spell intelligence right. Size, sex, size plantations, status on plantation. Dang, this dude couldn't spell. Add to the owners whether the slaves live in the valley, on the hill, east, west, north, south, have fine hair, coarse hair, or is tall or short. Now that you have a list of differences, I shall give you an outline of action. But before that, I shall assure you that this trust is stronger than trust and envy is stronger than adulation, respect, or admiration. The black slave, after receiving this indoctrination, shall carry on and will become self-refueling and self-generation for hundreds of years, maybe thousands. Our Christianity today, if you are black, there's a good chance, and this is my opinion, that our Christianity is based off of the bullshit that is given from the Willie Lynch letter. They beat their Western Christianity into us. Now, was Christianity popping in Africa? I'm pretty sure it was. 
But we didn't bring that version of Christianity here with us. You know what I'm saying? We didn't bring that version of Christianity here with us. We had that beaten up out of us. You know what I'm saying? So the Christianity that we adhere to today that has produced a lot of assholes who use the defense mechanism. Um, hey, dang. We are sinners in need of a savior. I'm just a no-good fallen sinner. Are you serious? First of all, man, I ain't no sinner. I'm a god. That's what I am. So, y'all, this pastor once said recently, she said, you think you look like your parents? You look like God. Psalm 82 and 6. I say you are gods. You are children of the most high. <clears throat> Genesis 1.27, we are all made in the image of God. If you look, you are what you look like. I am my dad's son. Therefore, I look like him. But I really look like God. Don't forget you must this uh more of the letter. Um don't forget you must pitch the old black male versus the young black male and the young black male against the old black male. You must use the dark skinned slaves versus the light skinned slaves and the light skinned slaves versus the dark skinned slaves. You must use the female versus the male and the male versus the female. And during my entire time, let me stop right there. During my entire time in education, the pushback um the confrontations that i have dealt with have all mostly come from black women who were christians most of the pushback and the vitriol that i have received during my time in the education field has come from black women who are fucking christians So, dark skin. So, female versus male. Thank, congratulations. You have championed the Willie Lynch mentality. Um, again, I would ask, I would ask that you all please forget, uh, please excuse my language, but whew, I get passionate about this stuff. So when you, um, when you start looking at that, when you start looking at how, uh, Christians give you the side out, when you say, yo, I'm a God. When you even question if the whole Yeshua story even ever happened. 
recently it came to a head for me. While at Mercy Hill Church, a couple things happened that had me like, that had me really, really, really questioning things. First of all, I watched a video um once while I was there during during some type of service where uh these missionaries went to Africa, right? And told the African natives there that everything that they were praying to, everyone that they were believing in were lies. Sound familiar? That's what missionaries did back in the day. That's what missionaries have been doing for thousands of years. I just looked at it and I could I, I couldn't unsee that. They were separating people from their villages and telling them, yo, follow Christ. Don't follow, don't follow these spirits, don't follow these traditions, follow Christ. And these are white missionaries who were doing that too. Um, also, I would spend uh, like two hours in the car trying to explain my beliefs to black members of Mercy Hill Church. Mercy Hill Church is also a white church, you know. Let's just put it called spade to spade. It's a white church. I spent hours trying to explain my beliefs where I'm at. But you have to have this one set belief. That's some cult type shit. Right? And then... And then, and then, um, and then recently, I had fever, right? I had fever. You better 
Sorry to lock, there's no all in the heart There's no trump for pride, there's no poverty price Shed your disguise, vote on your vice You won't lie in my rights, I won't mind your advice To not fight in the fights, vote hot in your glass There's no line in the night, the shining the light Right in your Chill on, you better run, you better run, you better run when they put you in line.